Fellowship Church. Let's Talk is designed to give you some spiritual truth to consider every day, Monday through Friday. One week ago today, Florida took a direct hit from a huge storm. It left a path of destruction still being uncovered. The day afterwards, many of us walked through what had been beautifully landscaped neighborhoods only to find them reduced to a chaotic sea of leaves and limbs and wires, as well as massive amounts of debris and water that just seemed to be everywhere. But then we found our rakes and chainsaws and went to work. Our community united, and with teams of volunteers working together, the chaos was removed in an amazingly short period of time. The once beautifully landscaped yards, blanketed with so much rubbish, reappeared. There are battle scars, to be sure, but we're now sensing the satisfaction that comes from seeing order rise out of chaos. When we can look at a scene that was once a disaster and see it completely transformed, I found this to be a really good reminder that change is possible, even in the most chaotic of situations. Well, storm debris is one thing, but what if the chaos is a life, your own personal world? Then what? We all know it takes a lot more than garden tools to bring order to the chaotic life situations we face, but change is possible. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, And we all, with unveiled faces, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image, from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Eugene Peterson comments on this verse saying, Change is possible. We don't have to remain as we are. But change isn't automatic. And it isn't something inherent in us. It has a cause. Change is rooted in a relationship with Jesus Christ. In Him, God becomes open, personal, and accessible to us. I agree with Eugene Peterson's assessment of this concluding verse of chapter 3. Paul wrote to the Corinthians, encouraging them that we all, himself included, are being transformed, being changed, as we behold the glory of the Lord with unveiled faces. Change is possible. It's possible for even the most disordered of lives to be changed by the work of God. Paul's life was a living testimony to that truth, and it's still true today for each of us who's trusted Christ for salvation. It's, a, it's possible to leave the chaos of the old life behind. Change, real spiritual change, is possible with the help of the Holy Spirit as we spend time beholding God's glory with unveiled faces. Verse 16 of this same chapter promises that when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. The Lord himself sees to it that each believer has an unveiled face as they gaze on his glory. This is referring to the Old Testament example of Moses, who would go in alone with an unveiled face to commune with the Lord and then cover his face before coming to speak to the people who were waiting to hear what God had communicated. Aren't you glad Jesus changed all that? We now, with unveiled faces, as the verse says, can go right into the throne room of God and behold His glory. As Eugene Peterson says, 
God is now, because of the finished work of Jesus, open, personal, and accessible to us. Consider also that word, beholding, and we all, with unveiled faces, beholding the glory of the Lord. This emphasizes the fact that Paul is not referring to a single experience with God, but an ongoing, developing relationship. Beware the idea that we pray a prayer and then suddenly find ourselves fully developed spiritually. Salvation comes in a moment, but our transformation is anything but instant. It's intentionally a process. The normal Christian experience is a lifetime of beholding the glory of the Lord with transforming results that are deeply personal. Just as a child grows and develops at a unique pace, so we each develop spiritually, literally from one degree of glory to another, as the verse declares. There's that progression again, being transformed. Not one and done, but being transformed. Our lives are like those yards covered in storm debris with all the messiness of the old way of thinking hanging around, but what the Bible calls the old nature or the flesh continuing to influence us. But that just serves to remind us to keep running back to God, to depend on Him and go back into His throne room day after day as we pray, as we read His Word, beholding His glory and then come away with the awe-filled wonder that will only occur when we gaze on one infinitely greater than ourselves. Author Michael Reeves encourages us to consider that fresh contemplation of the glory of God not only lifts and brightens our perspective, it also is precisely what enlivens. The impact of genuine awe of God is literally immeasurable. There is just no way to describe the transformative impact made by spending time beholding the glory, the greatness, the transcendence of our Heavenly Father. Now, this is no set of rules to be followed or formula to be implemented. Instead, this is a transforming work of God's mercy, His grace, that grows over a lifetime of beholding His glory. God has made this all possible for us. As the concluding words of this verse says, this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Not only has He made this available, we have the indwelling Holy Spirit helping us each step of the way. What an amazing God we serve. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your great provision, for allowing us to have a personal relationship with you. Thank you that this is real and not just empty talk. Thank you that you are are in the work of changing us as we spend time beholding your glory. Amen. Thanks for joining us today for Let's Talk. Remember, come what may, change is possible.